<laughs> Marcus is the best part of the podcast. Marcus. Three seconds of silence. Wow. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to another episode. I, of I was laughing away. Now she's gonna talk while I'm talking. Hey, maybe oh, it's because we're not synced right. Hey, are you? You were good, right? Hey, welcome back to another episode of 1980s. Ne- what? Are you gonna just keep talking while I talk? I'm doing the intro. At least I'm so let glad me get through that before you squash. This is going great. Hey, welcome back to another oh episode God. of 1980s Now, a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and its influence today. My name is Will, and joining mm-hmm. me, as always, is Interrupting Cow and friend <laughs> and co-hosts, Cat and John. Interrupting Cat, I should have said. Is Interrupting Cat <laughs> slash friend and co-host and another friend and co-host, Cat and John. Meow! <laughs> Hey y'all! Hey y'all! Hey, uh, hi everyone! Hello. And today we are uh, streaming live on Facebook and YouTube while we record this episode, so that uh, we can include our friends here in this episode, uh, where we're going to talk about today about uh, the greatest—I'll well, say the greatest—some of the greatest 1980s TV show themes. And I'm saying some of because mm-hmm. I'm going to be challenging you and Cat and John to identify. <laughs> Theme songs from 1980s TV shows that were also hits. And I want to thank Suzanne Hall, My Take Gen X. Suzanne Hall, My Take Gen X, mm-hmm. uh, who makes Gen X, con- she's a fellow Gen Xer. She makes Gen X content on, you know, Facebook. You can find her on Facebook, right. Instagram, TikTok, uh, because she recently posted asking her followers for their favorite 1980s TV theme song. And mm-hmm. it reminded me of how great a topic this is. Uh, so thank you for that, Suzanne. Oh, cool. And, I, and I'm going to say this, mm-hmm. we can talk about this more later maybe, but I think this phenomenon probably peaked in the 1980s, right? I mean, it, it began mm-hmm. in yes. decades mm-hmm. earlier where, the, where songs from, themes from TV shows would be on the radio. Dragnet, you know, like the, uh, Peter Gunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But I can't think post 80s, a little bit in the 90s probably, but not since. There's no themes on TV shows on radio now, right? Well, there's no radio well, now, yeah. well, you know what happened? They got rid of theme songs because hmm. now theme songs are like 10 seconds and right. boom, you're right back into it. So that's true. Huh. I mean, the last one I remember is probably like Big Bang had, they repurposed a pop song as their opening. Yeah. But again, okay. they use this much of it. Right. And that's it. Right. Yeah. What is it? Is it, they might be Good giants example. or something like that. Is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. I think so. Uh, something like that. Anyway, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's they might but, be. But nice. it's like mm-hmm. the, the the total loss of the theme song has yeah. gone away because used to be you'd have a cold open and there's like a 30 second intro where it shows every single actor and their name and talks yeah. about the premise and what you expect yes. the show. And now people tune out. So they got rid of that. And it's like, you're watching this show and it's right back into it. So you don't get a theme <laughs> song at all. Yeah. It's it's t- been bare naked ladies. Thank you. Oh, yeah, oh, bare, oh thank yeah. you, Nick. That's right. Thank yep. you. Oh, and Brent's mm-hmm. here. We wrote Brentex blow up. Huh. Is that like Grenix Jonah? Grenix Jonah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. You got it. Brad says he's here, just here for the hot pants, hot flashes, parrots, so and pickles. Pickle. So am I, Brad. So am I. Hey, before we're going to talk about any of the flat tires, hot pants, hot flashes, and pickles, and yeah, we're going to review parrots. current news stories related to 1980s media, including uh, it's time to put on makeup. It's time to light the lights. Uh, the Muppets are back. 
the original <gasps> Can screen. Can I get excited now? Uh, yeah, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you told her to put a pork in it earlier. <laughs> he did. Put a what? Put a pork in it? You told her to put a cork in her oh, enthusiasm until the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Save right. it. A pork? <laughs> no, that's a very <laughs> Muppet show. They had pigs oh and chickens God. running around everywhere. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Put a pork in it, cat. Golly. All right. Uh, what else? The original Scream has been found, and I'm not talking about Edward Monk. And... An iconic piece of Star Trek history has returned. Time codes are in the show notes. If you'd like to skip <laughs> around, and you may want to skip around a little bit later because, you know, actually, no. When we talk about Star Trek, I, John, I thought of a way we could talk about it without being too spoilery or really spoilery at all. We're just going to tell you about one thing. Story-wise, we don't have to mm-hmm. talk about the plot, you know, I think, right? No, of course not. All right. All right. Hey, let's get caught up on 1982. I mean, it is it is a surprise, right? Yeah. So we're ruining that one surprise, but I think why the yeah. why is the probably the bigger. It's been a week ago. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody who's going to talk about it is talking about it now. Yeah. Yes. You're right. If you were going to watch it, you'd be on top of that thing. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, this week on 1980s news, the trailer for the forthcoming Disney Plus series Muppets Mayhem dropped online uh, just a few days ago. What do you guys think? Have you watched it? Like yes. 10, 10, 15 times I've watched Repeatedly. it. Repeatedly, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So does this mean uh, mm-hmm. you've been mm-hmm. a, you're a lifelong Muppet fan? Yes, lifelong. Oh. Um, see? Um, there's, another, there's another prop. She has props everywhere. <laughs> there's two, Kerm- oh, two Kermits in arms reach. Two Kermits and two piggies. piggies in arms reach she has. And of course, the funny thing about this <laughs> one is... is she didn't load these up because she knew we were talking about this. She just no. has them like Mary Poppins just sitting right there or like a bag of holding. She just has a infinite supply of whatever she, needs. she just pulls them out of whenever she needs it. She just reaches out and <laughs> just appears in her hand. Yep. So John, are you yep. a, a Muppets fan? Have you been a Muppets fan? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I, I was introduced to the Muppets by Sesame street, of course, mm-hmm. but the Muppet mm-hmm. show was, that was the one. I mean, yeah. oh. because it was, I was still a kid then, mm-hmm. but it was adult entertainment. Now, I don't mm-hmm. mean pornographic entertainment. I mean, it oh. was made for uh-huh. grown up people, right? Did the Muppets look right. all scrambled it's, it's not, and you had to look carefully it's, to it's, figure out? Oh, I was thinking of Meet the Feebles. That's not it. No, but the Muppet Show and the animal was always my favorite. Yeah. What are you, oh, what, what's wrong with you, Will? You know, I, I, I have so many questions now about Meet the Feebles. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we get to that. But no, Animal was my favorite. Okay, I just yeah. thought he was amazing because yes. there's something about a character that doesn't have any lines, but it communicates. There's Animal, but it communicates non-verbally. And yeah. and that was the only probably Muppet I ever owned because I wanted yeah. a, a, a toy of him that I could do the mouth with. Right. And I got the one that had the mouth and it had the eyebrows that go oh, up and down. Yeah. There's a little pinky trigger in there. Oh. I actually had an oh. Animal. And so I think a series based on just Electric Mayhem Genius. I think it's a great You're idea. You're so excited. Right. I still have that puppet, John. I have a Ralph, a Ralph you? puppet too, yeah. Yeah, you have a Ralph, yeah. right? Well, we yeah. talked to John yeah. Tartaglia. You put your own hands in to play piano? <laughs> you can't. No, the hands you couldn't. You'd probably have to add some, you know. When we talked to John Tartaglia oh, okay. a few months ago, we, I showed him my puppets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think we did that on yes. there, but yeah. Yes. Oh, he's a voice actor that, uh, you know. He brought the Fraggles back, but also mm-hmm. he worked for many years uh, with um, yep. Sesame Street, Muppets, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, as you guys have alluded, this is uh, a show that focuses on some ancillary characters in the Muppet lore, Muppet canon, uh, characters that we were first mm-hmm. introduced to on the Muppet show as the house band. Uh, that is the Electric mm-hmm. Mayhem. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and this TV show mm-hmm. that's coming to Disney Plus is actually the first time we've had a new television series that focused or featured the Muppets since 2015 when they had a mockumentary style show that focused, it was about a, like a late night talk show hosted by Miss Piggy. Um, more recently, <laughs> they had a 2020 show that was like these sort of, it was like sketch comedy. It was these different, it was brilliant. I love yeah. this other show. It was called Muppets Now. Mm-hmm. And they have like, they would have Muppets like live yep. actors. I miss that. And they were, I guarantee they were improvising. Like, you know, you could have a, uh, Seth Rogen on and mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Kermit and they would just be eating lunch together, but just you, riff. They would riff. Yeah. Oh, and these puppeteers can hold their own with these that. people. Hilarious. <laughs> that, didn't that one like end on a cliffhanger? I was that the Muppets now or the other Muppet series where they were, they were all getting on a plane. They were going somewhere and then it just got canceled and I was disappointed. That's so funny. Oh, no. oh my God. I, I, Why is Will I, laughing at me? Why is it funny that it got ended on a cliffhanger? Why well, I'm thinking funny? of the end of the trailer for Muppets Mayhem. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the way I oh, thought yeah, yeah. you were. Yes, yes. <laughs> What's their bus called? Uh, Electric Mayhem um, is the band. The bus, I think they have a name for the bus too. Right. But it's literally it's hanging off the cliff. And they said, Disney Plus They're is going to love this. It's oh, that's true. Yeah. So maybe that was the reference <laughs> right. that I didn't get. But uh, Oh, Juanita Could says be. that uh, yeah. she's a lifelong Muppet fan, but not a Disney fan. Okay, well, yeah, they, yeah, they oh. were. Obviously, they weren't always a uh, property of Disney. Uh, well, anyway, always together. Yeah. yeah, this new TV show was created by, uh, co-created rather, by Muppets veteran Bill Beretta and uh, college friends Jeff Yorks and Adam F. Goldberg. Yeah, that Adam F. Goldberg of the Goldbergs. Um, Bill oh. Beretta, by the way, he's a uh, he's 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 been with the Muppets since the early '90s. He's uh, the uh, puppeteer who created Pepe the King Prawn. You know that really unusual oh. and yes. sort of puppet. <laughs> Um, but he also inherited the roles of Rolf, Swedish chef, doc, and Dr. Uh-huh. Teeth after uh, Jim Henson passed away. Ooh, so nice. he's been with nice. them for a long time. Uh, the idea mm-hmm. for the series centering on the band came from a, sort of an unexpected place, perhaps. Um, the Outside mm-hmm. Lands Music Festival. In 2016, the Electric Mayhem performed a set there. <laughs> Could you imagine me in there? Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Somehow? Uh, co-creator Beretta said that, and again, he's there doing Dr. Teeth, you know, he said that uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're there performing for something like 30,000 people. He says, quote, I thought, well, there's something here. What if this band went on the road? What if this band went on tour? And I started developing Mm -hmm. an idea for a show about the band because we don't know that much about them, end quote. Right. I do remember loving their appearance in the Muppet movie when they do that song. Can you picture that? And they're painting the car. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a highlight. Yeah. The concept for this show is so cool because from the trailer, it appears. Yeah. It's it almost given too much in the trailer, but it's, it's mm. okay. It's, it, it, still, you want to see it for just to see it, right? But yeah. um, like they've never, like they've been a band for all this time and never cut an album because they're a house band. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a fascinating avenue to come in on this mm-hmm. because I always remember there's one line in some Muppet show that really crystallizes for me what Dr. Teeth's band, like what they're like. Mm. It's some musical guest sitting at a piano. It could have been anybody. Elton I don't know. John but since they sat down, they had the music up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been Elton John. It might have been Elton John. And the saxophone guy, the purple guy. Zoot. Zoot. Yeah. Zoot. He looks over and goes, he goes, mm-hmm. whoa, he follows the little black dots. <laughs> 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 Which is, yeah. they're all just like, they just know music, right? Yeah. They would yeah. never have read sheet music or anything. And yeah. they were amazed that this guy knew how to follow the black dots. That's not them, right? Yeah. They're totally off the, off the grid. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and, and sort of the other I love that. I guess implication there is they seem like stoners, right? Like, uh, you know, another sort of stereotype mm. of certainly bands yes. of that era, you know, 70s era bands that, you know, mm-hmm. sort of on, yeah. Chemically, yeah, right. uh, chemically, what uh, enhanced happiness? Because even in the trailer, they had, they had that moment where they say they're always happy. Yes. I have a fork. Yay. They're always happy. You, you <laughs> did it, man. <laughs> did it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Kat's already quoting the trailer. She knows it. Yeah. Oh, yep. Floyd. Floyd said that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Muppet Show misery story. Misery, not set in Missouri. Then this yeah. is a different thing. Okay. <laughs> no, misery. not Missouri. One time I was not allowed to watch because I wouldn't eat my lima beans. Oh. I think I was like five Mm -hmm. or six years old. And, and, but I was so stubborn and I would not eat those things. I hated those things. And I could hear it though in the next room. And and I'm sure I was listening to the electric mayhem and everything, but I wasn't allowed to watch it. It was really sad. Really sad. We got to find out what episode that was so you can (laughs) watch it. From the next room. Pigs in space. <laughs> like I'm missing the pigs in space now. Man. Well, shows you cat was, you know, she's holding her ground there. Bork, bork, bork. You know, I did. It's yeah. interesting. Lima bean seems like a vegetable that only existed in the 1980s. Is that still around or was just a big lima still was. Exist in- I, I had lima beans last night. They're right, delicious. I don't know what's wrong with you, cat. You're weird. What? <laughs> oh, right. have you seen a lima bean in 30 years, cat? I, yes, because my daughter loves them. Oh, is that right? She, okay. There you go. There's some, something there? wrong with You raised her right. Look, Craig's with me. He hates Lima beans yeah, okay. too. All right. But so would wh- you have missed the Muppet show for it, Craig? Yeah. Okay. When's the last time you had a Lima bean? Or, or offered a Lima bean? Mm. Well, look, this this show features a band. I'm hopeful that they're going to have some new original songs. Uh, we know that they they actually did share with us a uh, a 30 second clip of a new song, which is the song that's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sort of behind the uh, trailer, but they have lyrics and there's a little mm-hmm. music video that's mostly clips from the show but i'm hoping we get a lot of show yeah. songs because the premise of the show is that they've never recorded an album but right. they're going to get it right. done and, uh, <laughs> but meanwhile the first half of the season is going to feature uh covers particularly a lot of classic rock of the era in which the band was first introduced uh in the 1970s mm-hmm. they premiered in the 1970 uh, 1975 pilot of the muppet show so there you go all right hey in other 1980s news as reported by Variety, no, as reported by Paste Magazine, the magazine that your teacher told you not to eat. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> Stop eating that. <laughs> Delicious <Paste>. magazine. <laughs> oh, hey, Dwight's here saying, uh, Dwight's weighing in on a uh, greatest TV show theme saying the facts of life. Oh, you um, take the good, you take the bad. Just like our show, Marcus. <laughs> the good and the bad. <laughs> so uh, as reported by Paste Magazine, the original recording session of the Wilhelm scream has been uncovered. So- Look, if you're yeah. a cinephile, and maybe even if you're not a cinephile, I don't know, does anybody not know what the Wilhelm scream is? I didn't know before listening to this podcast. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so folks don't right. know. All right, so mm-hmm. then, okay, so for mm-hmm. folks who don't know, in, in, in the 1951 film, Distant Drums, uh, there's a scene where soldiers are fleeing uh, Seminole, this is Seminole Indians, is that even correct anymore? Oh. Mm. Hmm. Wow. It's a tribe name as far as I know. Yeah, but hmm. Indians isn't. The Seminole <laughs> tribe. Oh. Tribes people. Tri- sure. Yes, yes. Seminole tribe. tribes right. people. Okay, I want to try to get rid of it. Anyway. So, so you're saying they're Seminole. You're saying the Seminole. Seminole. Not Seminole. Seminole. <laughs> Seminole. 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 Cinnamon? Cinnamon. Larynx. 
Seminole. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. All right. Anyway, soldiers are fleeing and they're waiting through a swamp in the Everglades when one of them is bitten and dragged mm-hmm. underwater by an alligator. And as he's taken under, uh-huh. he shrieks. Mm-hmm. Well, the screams mm-hmm. for that scene and other scenes <laughs> in the movie were actually recorded. Sounds very much like that. We're recorded later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a single take. So, look, this happens often, right? It even happens today. They call it ADR, automatic dialogue replacement, where mm-hmm. it, I just saw somebody talking about this. Uh, oh, oh, it was Chris Pratt talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, how after they've oh. wrapped on all the vocal dialogue, the very last thing they record, because right. they don't want them to lose their voices, is all the grunts. Mm-hmm. I think you call it effort sounds. Mm-hmm. So all the gruff, oh. grunts are oh, being hit that. That or sense. jumping or... Yeah. And he talked about how, you know, he, he has to fall and land and you have to make a sound to show the kids that Mario is still alive. He's okay. So he was, <laughs> he was demonstrating some different sounds in that regard. So this isn't an, oh, okay. Not, so something they do today. But anyway, so all these shrieks were recorded separately. Uh-huh. The recording of these sounds was entitled mm-hmm. Man Getting Bit by an Alligator and He Screams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and though it was first created for that film, the sound is actually named for a mm-hmm. character in a later movie. Because uh, the it gets its name from Private Wilhelm, a character in uh-huh. The Charge at Feather River, which is a 1953 Western. Uh, the Scream, which had made then been made a part of the Warner Brothers uh, sound library. So, you know, they get these stock sounds mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. could use when they're making a movie. Right. It was used. Because right. uh-huh. right, at first they're just using yeah. them because they're available. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. later that people started using them like as homage or to be in the club or to inside joke Mm -hmm. with editors. Because at first it was just, we need a sound of a scream, go grab some. And then later it grew. Yeah. And this guy nailed it. Yeah. 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 What's even, this is sort of a little bit of uh, I guess a curiosity or curious history to me is that research was done by legendary. And this, I'm a huge fan of this guy. I've been a fan for the longest time of the legendary Lucasfilm sound designer, Ben Burt. He did the sound design for all the star Wars ah. films, all the Indiana Jones movies, mm-hmm. Yep, tons of, if it's a big Lucasfilm production and others too, ILM file M's involved. Often he does it. I have a really cool star Wars mm-hmm. book, which is, he talks about how he made all the different sounds in embedded in the book. is mm-hmm. a little player where you could type in the code of the paragraph that describes the sound and they'll play the oh. sound. Now, there's a oh, couple, that's great. There's cool. a couple sounds in there he won't give away, but uh, most of them he explains how he mm-hmm. created them. And for me as a kid, the sounds are what made Star Wars to this day so come alive and believable. Mm-hmm. You know, that those lasers had punch to them. That, uh, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, when our, C-3PO was walking around, you could hear the mechanics. Yes. Looking, you know, inside, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And like, and like Vader's TIE fighter is almost like screaming as it mm-hmm. rips through space. Yeah, the, you know, I think it has a rattlesnake after it's when it just gets past. Mm. So yeah, he uses a lot yes. of animal sounds and sort of, you know, mm-hmm. some, and actually a job mm-hmm. that I did in theater years ago was sound design because of my love of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Brent Burt, mm-hmm. he found out that the, the scream was actually made by Sheb Woolley. You know, Sheb Woolley, the okay. one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater Sheb Woolley. <gasps> Oh my gosh. In addition yes. <laughs> to having that hit 1958 song was also an actor. And in fact, he was, uh-huh. he has an uncredited part in that uh, distant drums film. Um, so he okay. found, but Ben Burt determined was that um, Sheb Woolley was this guy who screams on this thing. So, <laughs> but he's not the guy who got eaten by the alligator. No, Sorry. he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> I love finding out that it's Sheb Woolley because yeah. like I had all these records, my parents' records, but I had a single yeah. of Purple People Eater. 
that I wore the hell out. I'm sure my parents were (laughs) sick of hearing this song. Mm. (laughs) And I'd sing along with it and I would have the hairbrush and I'm singing along. And to find out that he is the originator of this song or or the sound. (laughs) That's really neat. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So as, as John mentioned, look, for three decades after Distant Drums, it was used frequently in Warner Brothers films because like John said, it was available. They needed a scream. Why spend the money effort to recreate something? We'll just uh, use yep. this uh, thing like that. And, and again, when I worked <gasps> in theater, you know, we did that too. I worked at uh, Juilliard for a couple of years and they had, <laughs> this is in the nineties, CDs and CDs of things. You know, I would say I need a sound <laughs> of this. Mm-hmm. Someone would have it. So you had to go get uh, a CD. Oh, I did it. There was someone who just was like an archivist who would be like, all right, you need this. And, oh, you know, oh. Pretty mm-hmm. fancy stuff. But- um, Will had people to take care of that for him. He didn't <laughs> yeah, get his yeah. fingers dirty. Come on. I, have, I did have white gloves on though. Oh, uh, right. And, sure. So of course. This, the original recording though has been found by a veteran audio engineer, Craig Smith, who is the academic sound coordinator at the, the School of Film and Video at the California Institute of the Arts. Uh, and he mm-hmm. came across it because he's been, you know, uh, undergoing this effort to preserve a vast library of tapes that have been sitting at the school for decades since the 1990s. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. and nobody's sure why, among them is the original recording of the Wilhelm scream. And I'm going to play you part of it uh, <laughs> right here. And it's it's great oh, because cool. not only is it titled, uh, you know, what would you say, man getting bit by an alligator and he screams. That comes from the mm-hmm. uh, the direction he's given by some director, uh <laughs> Shab Woolley is given before he does his scream, so you can hear it here. Man getting bit by an alligator and he screams. Okay, quiet. Okay, The first one you did up here was much better. Not an owl, a real scream, a pain. So after this now, he, he adds the scream because, you know, as you heard the direction there, he said, the uh-huh. guy said, not an owl, scream. Not an Come owl. Come on, you beat me a fucking alligator, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> come to me, come to life. And so now, so what, what follows are three things that sound to me like any of which could possibly be the scream. But online, I found people okay. debating what it is. So I don't really know the okay. answer. All right. But what I do have here is one All of right. the times it was used which was in Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. which is the place I think in, in one of the recent one of these films that you could it's a, some, somewhat isolated from music, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna play for yeah. you the three that screams that Wooly made. Okay. See if you think you could tell which one it is. So this is Return of the Jedi. Light, uh, Luke Skywalker is fighting his way out of uh, off of J- Jabba's sail barge. They're rescuing, you know, Lando's okay. rescuing. I'm sorry, Han is rescuing Lando. Mm-hmm. You know who's fallen off the skiff, and Luke jumps down, gets right. his lightsaber from R two, and starts yes. slashing people. One of Jabba's uh, henchmen falls off of the the smaller uh, skiff mm-hmm. there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold that in your memory banks. I've got to, okay. mm-hmm. two of these seem really like likely. Here's the first one, but some people think it's this one. But another group Very thinks close. it's this one. Those are too oh close, right? You can't, you can't know. <gasps> so yeah. no. close. The third one is, is it sounds like the first one to me. Let's see. <gasps> oh, it's not that one. We could rule that one out, I think. No. Uh, I think it's the first one. No. Let's play yeah. Jedi again. One more there's, time. Something, there's something yeah. about the end of the second one that's very breathy that isn't in mm-hmm. the yeah. one we hear over and over, I think. Uh, Craig, yeah, yeah, Craig yeah. says first yeah. one also. All right, let's see here. Here's Jedi first again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
No. Number two <laughs> has it more. And he goes, ah, he becomes a breathy, mm-hmm. whereas on the first one, he continues the, vo- the vocal cord vibration mm-hmm. where he goes, ah, and continues to make that noise <laughs> instead of just uh-huh. getting kind of breathy. Yeah, it's, it's got to be the first one. Yeah, I think you're Yeah, right. there's a little warm. Craig, mm-hmm. Craig's on the right page. He's yeah, got it. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Go, Craig. I'm, you I'm can, with you. Uh, it's now been heard mm-hmm. in over 400 films with at least a do- three dozen of those from the 1980s alone, including Always, Flash Gordon, History of the World, Howard the Duck, Raiders, Temple, Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon, Poltergeist, Scooby-Doo, Spaceballs, Star Trek V, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, (laughs) Return of the Jedi, Swamp Thing, Three Fugitives, and Willow. Is this the most sampled sound effect? (laughs) In movies, definitely. It would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It's gotten to the point where I can pick it out when I hear it in a film. I'll be sitting yeah. there and I'll, I'll yeah. elbow somebody yeah. and go, hey, yeah. that's the scream. Yeah. And they go, shut up. Yeah. And I drive my wife crazy with that stuff too. <laughs> I feel like I heard it recently and I recognized it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was in. Mm. Uh, uh, all right. You know you know what, Kat? It was, it was probably in The Mandalorian. I think it was yes, in The Yes, because I've seen that recently. Yeah. Probably. Oh, I think I probably. It too. And again, they, they're continuing okay, the transition, good. which I really think Ben Burt, again, of Lucasfilm, is the guy who really, mm-hmm. starting with Star Wars in 77, He's just been putting it in everything. And other younger <laughs> sound engineers are now following suit. I love that. Marcus says there's I'm sure a triplet. Got it on a macro. There's a triplet at the tail of the scream. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Almost like it's, it's like is almost like the tail end of his voice arpeggiates down and goes, ah. Mm, it does uh-huh, that little thing. Uh-huh. I heard what you're talking about, Marcus. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, and other triplet 1980s. Was the only way he could describe it. What's that? The only way to describe it? it- it just says triplet was the only way I could think to describe it. Oh, he says, I got it. Makes sense. Yep. Good. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are on the same way. Okay. Hey, in other 1980s mm-hmm. news, as reported by variety, mm-hmm. a classic piece of star Trek, the next generation was recreated for star Trek Picard. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me get my warning siren out. here. <laughs> John, This is when John gets excited. All right. So <laughs> look again, this is, <laughs> a, I want to, it's kind of a big spoiler, but it's not a story spoiler. In other words, we're going to talk about some kind of something they brought back from the old show in the new show, the current season of Star Trek's Picard, which is currently streaming. Mm-hmm. The season just finished. Um, so you can go watch mm-hmm. the whole thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. so all season long, uh, the producers of Star Trek Picard have boldly pulled out, <laughs> boldly pulled out. Whoa. Boldly pulled <laughs> Don't out. Stop the sentence right there. Whoa. Don't do that. Whoa. <laughs> they boldly pulled out to Picard. That's that's a real Kirk move, buddy. Um. <laughs> Uh, okay, pulled out all the stops to make sure that it's his third and unfortunately oh, final season. I'm sad to hear that. Is one for the books. To that uh, extent, look, they're bringing back a lot of the, you know, I want to say players, plot lines, uh, Easter eggs, homages from the original Star Trek, the next generation mm-hmm. uh, show and stuff from the movies too is, you know, part of this canon. But among those- Well, things, and other contemporary know, series, they're pulling in stuff from Voyager, they're pulling in stuff from Deep Space mm-hmm, Nine, anything true. that was in that- that era in the 23rd century we're right. touching on. Yeah. 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 They were touching on. They boldly pulled and then they were touching on. So mm-hmm. th- that's what we want you to be left right. with, folks. Uh, anyway, so among those things in the big final, uh, like, yeah, I kind of don't want to say it, but I do want to say it, is the appearance of the, of the Enterprise D, the galaxy class starship that first made its appearance in 1987 with the debut, the premiere of Star Trek The Next Generation. Encounter at Farpoint. Right. Okay, here we go. I'll just stop talking now. Just let John take over. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, it's an absolutely unbelievable at first that it's there at all because it was destroyed. Well, all but the saucer section, but right. it made perfect sense. 
you know, I mean, I'd want to talk about why, because if someone yes. hasn't seen it, we already spoiled the fact that it exists. I'm not going to talk about why, right. but they made it make perfect sense why it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine the writer's room where they're like, well, what's Jordy doing that he would have the ability to do dot, dot, dot. We're like, oh, put him in charge of this station. I can imagine how they wrote this story backwards yeah. to get to this part of the story. And it worked out perfectly. And they, and didn't spoil it for me. They got there and surprised me yeah. big time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To your point, super clever. It, it manages to do that thing mm-hmm. of fan service, but in a way that's is consistent with the story. It feels earned. It didn't feel contrived. And there's a reason for it. They're not just doing yeah. it to do it. Like there's a real story based reason why they should do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, regard bringing, bringing the ship back because when you see it, I mean, John, like you said, you were surprised and I was, and we're talking specifically about seeing the bridge of the ship because we know you know, they could easily mm-hmm. generate, uh, you know, the act- exterior of the ship, no problem. In fact, it was one of the earliest computer-generated images on a television show was, you know, the ships and the battles that they had on that show. And, and they were convincing mm-hmm. at the time in the 1980s, late 80s and early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Executive producer Terry, I'm going to say Metallus. Mm-hmm. That's right, Metallus. I told Variety that, quote, everyone tried to talk us out of doing this because financially it's a nightmare and timing was tight, <laughs> end quote. Yikes. Yeah. But- it became tricky because like John said, you know, the writers and they probably were like so impressed with themselves that they came up with this wonderful valid reason to bring it back. Someone had to figure out how to actually do it. And it turns out, even though it was on the show from 87 to 94 and in the 94 film generations that in which it's destroyed, mm-hmm. very few construction guidelines, blueprints, anything remained from the, you know, the uh, original construction of the set. I wish I had picked up on this early on. So when I saw like episode one, episode two, and I was seeing special features and I'm like, look at this. They brought back Mike and Denise Okuda, Ah. who were the designers of the Enterprise D. They were the designers of what they call the Ah. L cars display, which is the, the pastel bands of color with a little text in there. He invented that. He and his wife together made the Enterprise D and the entire graphic look of that. And I thought- how nice they're bringing back the actors. They even brought back these original people. Yep. Duh, they brought them back because they needed their expertise, not for the new stuff, yeah. for this thing. I'm sure they used them for other stuff as well, but mm-hmm. of course they needed Mike and Dini Sakuta. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and I don't know that they needed them for anything else because it turns out that because they found such a dearth, is that the word? Dearth of information mm-hmm. regarding mm-hmm. Re, you know, the original construction of the bridge, including the L cars that John's talking about. They did what they could. They took a lot of photos that they could find. Every They said every photo they could find of it, every screen grab they could get of the bridge. Uh, and they had those pinned in the room as they're trying to, you know, recreate the de- or create a design, a blueprint for this thing. But it included bringing wow. back the uh, CUDAs mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. their specialty in particular being the design of, you know, it's the computer interface. John's using fancy words. The computer yep. interface, which that design <laughs> is like so iconic. I feel like it's influenced website designs and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and sure. actual, yeah. you know, I don't know, uh, other types of interfaces we see today that we can actually use. One of the most fascinating things that, the, I mean, so many pieces of this, there are featurettes on it you can watch. We Will, we were talking off, off air earlier about the ready room that Will Wheaton does and they had featurettes on there. Yeah. There's a bit like how picky they were about it that I love is that, so for example, like, like on behind a display in the original series, they had a neon light behind it, which had a red cast to it. Well, now oh. they're using LEDs, but they tinted the LEDs red so they replicate the same tone of backlight on these displays mm-hmm. that you would have seen. These are things you're going to see in the background, out of right. focus, yeah. 
It's just all the little pieces right. that they, they went to the extra effort of going, well, we got to make it slightly different because we're using different tech to make it look right. Because we that, know John yeah. Reddick's watching and Paying attention, like, that's not the right color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's a true fan of Star Trek is exactly like John with regard to Star Trek. There's no like half measures, half-ass Star Trek fans. All right? I mean, you just like. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to your point, John, uh, another thing that, uh, you know, uh, Mike Okuda said it with regard to that is that they also though had the benefit of new technology in the sense that they used to have to just using post-production put in the computer animation on those screens mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. could actually have a display in there now that shows the actors what's really going to be <laughs> right. you know that's show cool. up on film right. in 87 there weren't flat panel screens like there was not, right. not only was there <laughs> there was not even he, <laughs> they had to be yeah. backlit gels instead of yeah. being real screen and now they're just i just throw some screens up there because we actually have mm -hmm. them now yeah yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, in the end, it took three months and a team of around 50 people to completely rebuild the bridge, which was a physical build. None of it's green screen or, or, or VFX or the wow. volume like they do on the Star Wars shows. It measured exactly cool. the same as the original set, 50 feet wide and 100 feet long. And if you see the back-to-back AB original bridge photos with the new one, you cannot tell the difference. It's really quite astonishing. It's crazy. Um, as far as the mm -hmm. lengths they went to rebuild this thing, the producer said that to the moment we started filming... Picard, that is. We were still gluing pieces together, so it was quite an effort. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, they had till episode nine. They had several weeks, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Brad says, "Sounds <laughs> like don't start to, there." Uh, sounds like I need to bone up on Star Trek to appreciate it all. Now I'm wondering if, if, if Brad is he trying to tie all of our jokes together? Boldly pull out. I think. the other one? Touch upon. Bone up on Star Trek. Brad, Boning Brad up. He thought you said put, twerk. Put a twerk in it. Twerk. Yeah. Put a twerk. Cat, put a twerk in it. All right. Hey, that was 1980s. All right. Hey, we're going to get right to it here. All right. On today's show, as I mentioned, we're going to, I'm going to challenge you and Cat and John to see if they could identify TV or themes from 1980s TV shows that were also hit songs. Okay. From just yeah. a few clues. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. the first clue on all these is going to be an audio mm -hmm. clip of the song itself. And it is okay. two tenths of a second long. <laughs> but I think. <laughs> two tenths. I think with the clues. Wow. You, you, you might, wow. That, that may very well be enough. Okay. Oh, okay. We're getting hurdled here, aren't we? So, yeah. <laughs> so for the purposes of this game, yeah. we should probably yeah. not look at the live chat. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That so, yeah. Oh, right. Th those watching can participate yeah. and not give it away. Mm -hmm. right? Very good. Yes. Yep. So I, I, I'm, okay. I'm not looking. No, Folks not looking. in the live chat right on Facebook or YouTube, you think you got it? Chime in. Let me know. Don't worry about it. You're not going to spoil it for Cat and John, as, the, as John indicated. They're going to turn <laughs> off their portion of the screen that shows the comments. But I'll be able to see them. So if you get mm -hmm. the right answer or the wrong answer, after we uh, indicate what the actual song is, we could share your feedback. Are we competing or being a team. Yeah, I don't know the rules yet. That's what I was, I was going to have you guys okay. compete. Mm -hmm. And okay. I, I was, I, look, I, I thought I'd have time to have the board and all that. Oh, the board. But I just didn't have the enough board. time. But, um, so oh. I, I, oh. huh. I was thinking of have you guys randomly pick a number. That's the one, that's the one you'd get. But oh, I got to okay. keep track of uh -huh. the numbers, I guess. Can we do that? That's probably not too mm. hard, right? Well, I, you said, I'll keep track yeah. of the numbers if that all helps. Right, just you. one through 10. Huh. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, and this is how we're going to do this, the score. 
you get uh, three clues. Mm -hmm. The first clue is the audio clue. You get it on the first one, mm -hmm. you get 10 points. You need a second clue. And we're going to go Ooh. back and forth as we go, right? So you get one clue, then it goes Got to it. your partner and it comes back to you. Uh -huh. Third, so 10 points for the first one. Second, uh, if you get it on the second clue, only five. And if it takes you three clues to okay. get it, you only get one point. <laughs> one point? Oh, oh, whatever. It's all, it doesn't oh, mean anything for, to anybody. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it does mean something. <laughs> it does, John. <laughs> John, I'm telling you, it really doesn't. It's okay. It's going to be okay. All right, let me get it, some of my get You get to keep your spot on the show if you win. Oh. oh. Phew. Don't, Kat, don't, even, don't even scare me. Kat, you can, John, you can always be on the show forever. It doesn't matter. Even if you suck at this game. All right. Okay. So uh, let's right. see. Let me get my coin that I usually flip, which for folks watching is actually just the cap for my video camera. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> don't have any. I have like an 80s coaster, but it's out of... Oh, here, here's my 80s coaster. I've also flipped this too before. My coasters, which are actually... Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, centers, the centers mm -hmm. of actual vital the centers records. of uh, 33 Cork. thirds. Yeah. yeah. The back of it. I can flip that. All right, I'll flip that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Cat, yeah. why don't you choose what, heads? Does it twerk on the back of it? Does twerk on twerk. the back of it? Heads or <laughs> tails? You want twerk or no twerk? Okay. Label or twerk? <laughs> I'd like twerk, please. All right. Yeah. It. <laughs> yep. Landed on twerk. Who's calling it? Hey, nice cat to call it. There you okay. go. All right, cat. So you pick first uh, <laughs> any number from one through ten, and then we'll obviously John will eliminate those numbers as we go along. Mm -hmm. I got it. Lucky number seven, please. Lucky number right. seven. Okay, I'm going to just tell you. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to tell you the every every time before I play the audio clue or I tell you any of the clues, I'm going to give you the genre and uh, oh. the the network and the years that the show ran. Okay, okay. so lucky mm -hmm. number seven okay. is a soap opera. That ran for nine seasons oh. on ABC uh -oh. Oh. from January of 1981 wow. to May of 1989. And here is your wow. audio clue. <laughs> like you ready? All of the 80s. <laughs> ready for your audio mm -hmm. clue? For 10 points. Yes. What is this? <laughs> it's two tenths of a second. Uh, I wish I could turn it up louder. I said turn it up a little louder. Here, here it is again. <laughs> Was well, that a violin? A piano? Well, I can't even tell. Is, is this next year's April 1st episode already? Is that what this is? is that hey, what we're come out. Come on out. What was, what, what was the fake name of the guy again? I know. Gladden's name. I don't know. Eddie. Oh, Eddie something. Yeah, Eddie. Uh, Eddie Newton. Right, so we got Newton. Some guesses Eddie Newton. <laughs> well, Brad's guessing was that a quack. So I, I could share that with you. It's not a quack. It, all right, clue number somebody, two. Sounds like somebody was like on, on a violin and went squeak. All right, and that's John, for, it. Two, for, for five points, here's clues number two. The series revolved around the family of an oil magnate and his wife who reside in Denver, Colorado. <sighs> the oh. audio sample is just insulting. Like, that's no help whatsoever. <laughs> Right, Craig's put a guess in. Brad's put a guess in. But it's a soap uh, opera. You're right. So, yeah, I... No, I mean, the only oil magnets I know are not soap operas. That's, you know, nighttime okay. dramatic things. And they, <laughs> and they, and they, by the way, were in Dallas. So it's not the one I'm thinking of. So. Okay. Right. Oh, I should start doing that no again. Idea. All right. Okay, Kat. Here's your final clue for one One measly point. <laughs> Blake Carrington. One measly point. Final clue. Blake Carrington. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not good on this soap opera thing. The only thing I could think of is Dallas too, but that's oh, not that it. Wasn't your guess. That wasn't your guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to like in five seconds, I'm trying to come up with something. Um, 
Uh, I, I'm probably going like, to kick myself. Days of our lives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just just making things up. I don't know. I'm going to kick myself, I'm sure. But hmm, nope. Nothing? Nothing. The answer was, let's see. Oh, I'll tell you what we got in the chat here. We got uh, Craig said 90210. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Char, Charlene, I guess mm-hmm. you said it was Craig's. Uh, Char, yeah, or Charlene, yeah. Uh, Char. Dallas, Brad says Dynasty. Scott says Dynasty. Uh, Craig says Dynasty is, in fact, Dynasty. It's got to be Dynasty. <laughs> Very good. Conceived. So he just gave us a weep, just that little yeah. weep in the middle there. Is what he gave us. <laughs> Are they all two tenths of a second, Will? Yeah. John, I guarantee you're going to get some of them. I guarantee. This is, Kat just randomly picked, I think, the hardest one. Uh, conceived by uh, conceived by ABC to compete with CBS's primetime series mm. Dallas. It starred John Forsyth, uh. Linda Evans, John, Joan Collins, and many others. Mm. The song itself was written by mm. legendary Bill Conti, who composed the score for a number of films, oh. including the Rocky series, uh, Four Your Eyes oh, Only, Masters okay. of the Universe. Right. Uh, and he won a, uh, an Academy Award for his music uh, for The Right Stuff. Uh, with regard to it being a hit, because I said all these are hit songs, it, in 1982, the song peaked at number 52 on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. All right, John, Unlucky you're Unlucky number seven. Screech! Is that sample? We'll play, it, we'll play it again for you. Screech! Yeah. It's I'm the go same with, sample. Uh, it's the same sample over and over and over. For all of them. I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, let's hear the sample. <laughs> Name the film. I'm going to go with number five. Numero cinco. Okay. Your clue or your initial sort of, you know, for 10 points, I'm going to give you the uh, basic information and then the audio clue. The uh, basic information about this one is it's a comedy drama that ran for five seasons on ABC from March of 1985 through May of 1989. And here is your uh, two tenths of a second audio clue. Do you need to digest what I told you first? I'm good. (laughs) Can I hear it again? (laughs) One more time. (laughs) (laughs) With regard to the last one, Marcus says number 52 might be pushing hit song. All right, charted song. All right, charted. That's that's fair. A song that charted. We're working our way up to the hits. Just hum along with it. (laughs) Where's your your thing, John? (laughs) Can I hear it once? Yeah. My only prop is fart putty. It's all I've got. It's there. Yeah, that, that sounds like it. it. There's the sound. It did. Oh, it sounded just like it. It's just exactly the same. Play it one more time, please. Yep. All right, we've got some good things in the chat here. You don't have to wait for the fart anymore, John. There That's it ridiculous. Is. All right. Let's move on here. Yeah, different strokes. Sorry. I guess different yeah, strokes. All right, Kat, there for you go. five points, here's clue number two. Uh-huh. The series revolved mm-hmm. around the partners of a detective agency. Okay. Oh. Oh, John thinks he's got it now. Um, wait, wait, wait. I don't know. He's no. going to steal. Is it Moonlighting? Is That's it moonlighting? right. <gasps> Where? Where in that song is that sound? Here comes, here comes. <laughs> there it is. I'm playing it at the same time. <laughs> I was making the remix. Oh. All right, let's see who oh. got that one. Uh, <laughs> Retro Days wrote Night Rider. <sighs> Duh. 
Uh, Craig. Uh, One perfect, point for Cat. No, it's five strangers. points for Cat. Five points for Cat. I got five yeah. of that? <laughs> Craig says, even Hurdle is it this cruel. We did this before Hurdle. No, it's not. And Hurdle's done now. Can we get a second? One second. What? Two tenths of a second. Like, so I got to turn up my earbud. I'm going to have to put in both earbuds. This okay. is cruel. Yes. Uh, you need two earbuds. Scott said quit. moonlighting. There, they got it. All right, here they're, we go. Uh, yeah, they're typing that after you tell them the years <laughs> and, the, and the network. Starring uh, Sybil Shepard and Bruce Willis, of course, the series revolved around cases oh investigated goodness. by the Blue Moon Detective Agencies and its two partners, Maddie Hayes and David Addison. The show toyed with a mix of mm -hmm. mystery, sharp dialogue, and sexual tension between its main characters. And I think it was one of those shows that, like the Sam and Diane scenario, that will they or won't they vibe, mm. that ultimately when they yes. willed, uh, it sort of jumped the shark. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> uh, the theme song was performed by Al Jarreau, who wrote the song with Lee Holdridge. Yeah. And it was produced by mm -hmm. Niall Rogers, of course, the legendary producer of, and founding member of Chic, who seems to be involved in yes. so many wonderful songs from the 1980s. He's got his hands in everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the theme was released as a single in 87, That's where disgusting. it reached number 23. How's that, Marcus? 23 on the Billboard <laughs> Hot 100 and spent one week at number one on the adult contemporary chart. All right. All right, Kat, you pick. What do you got? Number three. All right. Here is your clue. And then I will play you your two tenths mm -hmm. of a second audio clip. All right. This is mm -hmm. a police procedural. One second would have just given it away. Sorry. One second too much. Police procedural. <laughs> police procedural. Okay. Ran for seven mm -hmm. seasons on NBC. From January... None of this helps me. <laughs> from January, I have of 198. 1980-something. Let's do the math. Probably 1980, yeah. I guess, or 1981. <laughs> through May of 1987. And here is your clue. Can I hear it again? You got some guesses in the That's a uh, piano. Here? That's, um... Is it... Is it... Um, but I guess we're timing you guys. Hill Street Blues, Hill yes, Street it is. Blues, the piano. I'm say yes. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what I thought it was. Oh my yep. gosh! But I wouldn't have guessed that based on the two tenths of a second. I was just going to guess it based on the years that it ran for yeah. police procedural. Yeah, that's exactly. why I was. Yes, yeah, exactly. I had no. Yeah. I think the police heart part helped me. Yeah. <laughs> the police, yeah, oh, yeah. The police, the police reference absolutely. helped me. You said police the part? The years do nothing. Part, okay. Police, police part, yes. Yeah. <laughs> not the, not the yeah. police part. The <laughs> part. Mm -hmm. uh, the years do nothing for me because I'm not mm. in tune with mm. that. Uh, this show starred Daniel Trevante Jr., Ken Olin, future film director Betty Thomas, and uh, many others. Mm. The instrumental theme was written by mm. Mike Post, was a number a name you're going to hear often mm -hmm. because Mike Post has written, uh -huh. I don't know, eighty percent of all TV show themes certainly in the 1980s, uh, and it features mm -hmm. uh, Larry Carlton on guitar. The song spent over five months on the charts and reached number ten on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. All right, look, we're getting closer there, and it became an adult <laughs> contemporary hit, <laughs> uh, reaching number four in the U.S. and number 29 in Canada. It was Post's mm -hmm. second top ten hit, matching the performance of his first hit in 1976, the theme from the Rockford Files. See, this has been a phenomenon that again okay. happened decades before. It really hasn't happened decades since. Cat, Cat, do you remember the theme from the Rockford Files? Do you remember it? No. Can you sing what, it? The, yeah, it goes like this. <laughs> Can you guess it? Yeah. You recognize it? Are we singing it again? I do. So many. It's yeah. so it sounds familiar. like so many other themes. <laughs> I 
know it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. What do you I'm, got? I'm going to, I'm yep. going to move this along. I'm going to stick with the odd numbers. I'm going to go with number nine, please. Mm-hmm. Nine, mm-hmm. Number nine. <laughs> yeah. What's he yeah, doing to it. his cat? There you go. All right. Okay. It's number torture. nine. John, your it's clue torture. is, again, look like John, you figured mm-hmm. it out. The really the first thing, you know, it's the audio thing. That's funny. But the real clue is this. <laughs> the real oh. clue is this, John. You can get this. It's a sitcom that ran for 11 seasons on NBC from 1982 through 1993. That wasn't intended to rhyme, but it did. Thank Okay. And here is your two-tenths of a second audio clue for 10 points. <laughs> I love what John shakes his head disapprovingly. I mean, in the sense that I don't love it, but it's just... <laughs> what? <laughs> Craig, that just sounds like an error. Like, oh, yeah. Craig's, Craig's guest, Marcus's guest. Brad says the oh Brad says the two tenths is just a distraction. Ah, oh, there you go. All right, John. <laughs> Sitcom, eleven seasons on NBC. Oh, that's a long time. Cosby Show. Yes. There you go. I thought you'd get there it. All right, Cat. I don't know. Five points. You, you, oh, you thought I'd get it? I did. From- I did. <laughs> I know all if right. I was playing video game Five sounds, you'd be you, all over. Here we go. I mean, it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Two tenths of a <laughs> Most of those are only two tenths of a second long. That's right. <laughs> if I only played you four of the eight bits. All right. Uh, okay. oh, Here's your tough. clue number two, Cat, for five points. According to the producer, the lead actor had to, quote, mm-hmm. pretend that he knew a lot about sports. <laughs> well, uh, I have a guess now, at least. Don't I? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Will. No, I'm trying to distract her. Brad says, that's a bucket of pickles. What's a bucket of pickles? Oh, yes. <laughs> Not a jar, a whole bucket. I don't even have a guess. <laughs> All right, Kat. Uh, John, okay. Kat, John, back to you for one point. <laughs> okay. For one whole point. Oh, wait. Should we do, wait, should we do this? If you could do it already, based on what she has, can you steal the five oh. points? Oh, steal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you steal it? I- it's up to you. Yeah, let's Your do rules. that. Let's do Your that. To keep you in the game. All right. Okay. We, I don't think we've mm-hmm. had this situation yet, so okay. I think it's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. so so with, without a follow-up clue, yep. I believe it could be coach. Damn. Oh. He's only going to play two tenths of the error sound, too. <laughs> I, think, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> now, should I give you the third clue? Or does that mean it's just done? You have a choice. Maybe you get a choice. I love how these games evolve as we do it. Maybe you had a choice. You could yeah, have yeah, yeah. chosen to steal or take the next clue. All right. That's what, that's right. how I, we'll I chose to. Oh. So I, I, I missed out. Okay. I, right. I missed out. All right. right. Cat. So, so I, I can't for, not take or maybe, and you know what? But then it's done then. We go well, three. No one gets the points. Just it three times. Okay. All right. Okay. Here is the correct okay. answer. Cheers. Yeah. Craig got it right. Who had to pretend to know about sports? (laughs) Brad got it right. They're looking up. They're looking up the years in the network. I'm not looking on the internet. Yeah, guys, stop cheating. Uh, yeah, <laughs> starring Ted Danson, Shelley Long, Rhea Perlman, George Wentz, a whole bunch of people. It was written. The song itself was written by Gary Portnoy and Judy Hart Angelo in 1982. It was the pair's fourth attempt at a theme. Uh, for the show, mm. after the Cheers producers, legendary Glenn and Les Charles, heard the duo's work on the Broadway musical Preppies. 
After several months of searching for singers, the producers eventually asked Portnoy to record the song himself. So you actually hear him singing. In fact, he does the chorus and there's layers of harmonies. He does all that himself. Uh, in 2011, mm-hmm. the readers of Rolling Stone and in 2013, the editors of TV Guide selected it as the best TV show theme of all time. I don't, I don't agree about that. The best. Wow. It's very recognizable. I don't know if yeah, it's the right. best one. Hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So did Ted Danson have to pretend to know about sports? Yes. He, he knew nothing about, about sports, sports and he knew nothing about bartending. Okay. He had to learn about both those things. to do. <laughs> show, yeah. Shortly after the yes. premiere of Cheers, Portnoy went back into the studio to record a longer version of the song that made it to the U.S. pop charts where it peaked at number 83 mm-hmm. uh, on the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billboard Hot 100. It also received an wow. Emmy Award nomination for Outstanding Achievement in Music and Lyrics. I got to tell you, maybe it's the time wow. of the, the time of the whatever what was going on in my life at the time watching the show. That's the, the mm-hmm. theme always made me feel sad, mm-hmm. like making your way mm-hmm. in the it world is. today. Yeah. And I thought mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it was an interesting kind of way to set up a show that was otherwise hilarious. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't oh. your life suck? Go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> get a little drinking <laughs> alcoholism. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't think oh, of it as go. happy or sad. I guess it was mm-hmm. neutral for me. Yeah. I remember the late. Late 80s, sometime I had a whole songbook of TV theme songs, and the Cheers oh. theme was one of those in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, I tried to program them to play on my Atari computer, and it was with some success. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Eric says, the fall guy is the best theme. I mean, come on, Lee Majors. <sighs> mm. Oh, yeah. See, Eric and sung agrees. by Lee Majors. <laughs> Eric agrees it's a sad oh, yeah, song. Right. Taxi felt the same. Yes, Taxi yeah. too. Yes. Taxi, definitely. I agree. Yeah. Oh. All right. Oh, uh, I'm trying to remember that one. <laughs> That yep. was so John's Kat, choice. Here's the yeah. deal. We have uh-huh. it's your it's your choice now. You have all uh-huh. of the even numbers plus number one. Oh, okay. Well, let's knock out all the odds. Okay. Number okay. One. Number mm-hmm. one. All right, here's number one for you, Kat. The genre is action crime drama. It ran for five okay. seasons on NBC mm-hmm. from September of 1984 to January of 1990. And here is your two tenths of mm-hmm. a second distraction. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Look at John. Oh, what? That's that's like a dial-up sound. It sounds like I'm trying to use a modem to get online. <laughs> this is oh this is a sound from an early Atari 2600. John, this is a... Oh, I think I know what that. it is. Oh, oh I think like I know a, what it is. All right, Kat. It's, it's uh, get it from Tank, ten, ten right? If Kat misses tank. it, I don't even want a clue. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, you can do I that. Have yeah, nothing. you can do I have points. Cat's I have got nothing. nothing. All right. Nothing. John, you've chosen to steal. Nothing. I'm, I'm trying to steal. So you either get 10 points I'm, for stealing or it's going I, back to I, Cat for five points. That's fine with me. Okay. That's fine with mm-hmm. me. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. Right. I feel I feel that, that you picked a sample that is very indicative of Jan Hammer's score for Miami Vice. Oh. Now, I've got to tell you, I, this, this, the two tenths of a second I provide you is the very two te- beginning two tenths every time. Okay. Yeah, I'll be good with that. All right. Here's the correct answer. John. <laughs> Brad, Brad writes hashtag John Strong. <laughs> That's right. That's from the vlog. Thank you, Brad. That's from the vlog. Saying, uh, That's from the vlog. Oh, Chili my internet Street brother, Blues. Brad. Craig first said Magnum. So- Eric said he already knew. Mm-hmm, Craig Dent's mm-hmm. changed to Miami Vice. Yeah, I heard that. Wow. Yeah. It was like. So the sound did it for you? Is that how you yes. landed on that? Yes. Oh, the, so the two does, tenths of a second so nailed it for me. So it doesn't suck after all the whole game. All right. <laughs> 
Well, let's not get excited. Uh, of course, the show starred Don John. I don't have to tell anybody this, right? But Don Johnson, Philip Michael Thomas, Sandra Santiago, El- Edward James Olmos in later seasons. The song was composed, like John, as John alluded to. He didn't allude. He directly said. I said. <laughs> Jan Hammer created the song. It was released as a single in 1985, and it peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Yes. This may be the highest charting TV theme that we have uh, on our game. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing higher than one, you're saying? No. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Billboard this is number one, and it might be the highest? I don't know why Billboard <laughs> stopped at one, but... Clocking in um, at point five. It was the last <laughs> <laughs> instrumental to the t- to top the Hot 100 until 2013 when the Harlem Shake by Bauer reached number one. Gross. Oh. Uh, it also peaked at number five in the UK and number four huh. in Canada. In 1986, it won the Grammy Awards for Best Instrumental Composition and Best Pop Instrumental Performance. And yeah. there was one entire episode that uh-huh. had the soundtrack directly from the Alan Parsons Project album Gaudi. Huh. Wow. Was that some kind of marketing huh. deal they so, made? You think? I just FYI. I wonder if they got paid to do that or something. Or? Well, I don't know. I mean, the album was out already. And I think they just used, mm-hmm. you know, the instrumental samples from it and stuff. Yeah. And they used it as the soundtrack for huh. one episode. Oh, which very I cool. That was cool. Uh, I'm going to go with 10. Just take okay. it to the bottom. All right. Mm-hmm. John, here is your uh, clue yes. and your very helpful uh, audio clip. Uh, this is a romantic oh, comedy so, drama. All right. all right. You're ready. You're homing in on it. Romantic comedy drama that ran for nine seasons on ABC wow. from 77 to 86. And here's your... Okay. I got to play the clue. He's wait, thinking wait, wait. too much. All right, here's your clue. Here's your clue. Don't think. 77 to what? 86, did 86. you say? ABC. Hey, John, don't think because you used the word feel on the last one and you got it right. Romantic yeah, comedy. Feel. Okay. Here is your two tenths of a second audio clue. It's that starting in 77 that's getting me because I'm like, what the heck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Inscrutable Owl, hey. Hey, Owl. Oh. Inscrutable Owl wrote, hey, everyone, John sent me. <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing. I I got nothing. All right, no, Kat, for I, five I, points, no. here's your next clue. Okay. Every episode contained several storylines, each written by a different hmm. set of writers working on one group of guest stars. Oh. Oh. Now, yeah, okay. All right. I, I, is this the love boat? Yes, it is! Here we go. Ready? Okay, we go. First word's love. Love. (laughs) Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're We're expecting you. I'm doing my Isaac. Oh, yeah. Hey. Doing my credits, yeah. Yes, it is The Love Boat, wow. starring Gavin McLeod, Bernie Coppell, Ted Lang, Lauren Tews, and on and on and on, and had a, you know, a rotating cast of guest stars, some folks that were recurring. Mm-hmm. The theme song was mm-hmm. composed by Charles Fox to the lyrics by Paul Williams, you know, who I was mentioning earlier. He wrote the music and lyrics for the Muppet uh, movie, the first one. So he wrote that uh, song. Oh my uh, gosh. Can you picture mm-hmm. that? Hey, can you picture that? Wait, I just said it like the Fraggle mm-hmm. Rock theme, I realized, Cat. Hmm. So I must be doing, I must be so doing it wrong. Uh, anyway, it was sung by no. Jack Jones in the opening sequence of the first eight seasons and in a different arrangement, Dion Warwick sang it in the last season and the four specials oh, that wow. followed. Charo, remember Charo, she was ubiquitous in the 1980s. Uh, she also recorded- Hoochie Coochie. Yes, she did a Hoochie Coochie <laughs> version and commercially released it as oh a gosh. single in 1980 and, and which in a bit of meta sort of, you know, sort of uh, meta performance- she uh, sang it on the show 
uh, as in, uh, oh. in one of her guest appearances, which is kind of weird, I think. But oh, the okay. Lido deck, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brad said love boat. <laughs> Craig said love boat. I'm just thinking, I'm a millennial watching this, and like I just randomly were talking, and I go hoochie coochie. Like, what's wrong with these people? They're <laughs> mentally ill. Huh. <laughs> it's just, it's just what's what's oh. is he okay? <laughs> who, wait, who got that one and where? I don't remember. Oh, that was Cat on the second try. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Cat got first, five yeah. points. All right, yep. I think I wrote it down. Yeah. So then we're mm -hmm. at twenty to ten, right? Is that what mm -hmm. you guys are thinking? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. okay. Yeah, um, I, I was yeah. willing to steal. Yeah, but she got. <laughs> oh, Eric wrote that Paul Williams also appeared on an episode of The Love Boat. Yeah, Inscrutable says Rainbow okay. Connection too. Yeah, I think Paul Williams wrote all those songs for the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Oh um, yay! Uh, Craig writes she uh, regarding Charles. She was a regular on the show. She has an amazing flamenco guitarist. All right, Cat, you're up. That's Even right. number oh. two, four, six, or eight. Who do we appreciate? Four. Cat and John. Cat. All right, here we go. It's an action comedy. John's in pain. Look it's an at action John. comedy. Well, I'll, I'll come up with something else for you in another show, John. Make it up to you. All Star Trek all the time. All Star, Star Trek and video games. Three tenths of a second next time. Star Trek quiz. We do yes. Star Trek quiz. Yeah. Okay. Uh, action comedy that ran for seven seasons on CBS from January of 1979 to February of 1985. And here's your audio okay. clue intended to distract you. <laughs> Can I hear that again? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Pass. What was the description of it again? Can I hear action you said comedy? The years and stuff again. Ran for seven. Seventy nine to eighty comedy. something. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, seven seasons on CBS from seventy nine to eighty five. An action comedy. Wow, Craig's wife is really good at this game. Is wow. she, I was going to say, is anybody making guesses right. on that? Char or Char? Well, I know her as, I know her as Charlene so and you, I can't, actually, I can't be sure if it's you say then Char, Char or, or Char. Char. I don't know if it's soft or, can you guys specify please, Craig? Uh, Brad says uh, this a clip sounds like someone dragging a brick on the floor. Mm -hmm. huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing to attempt to steal. I will right. take a clue. <laughs> All right. Next clue. Hmm. All right. Well, this is the next clue. What are you going to do? The series followed okay. two cousins who evade the corrupt county commissioner and his bumbling sheriff. <gasps> okay. Duke's a hazard. That's right! That's it! That's it! Oh, man! Just I a missed good my old favorite! Boy. Never, Never made You didn't recognize it from Chunk? Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> he all you ever saw, saw been in trouble, trouble with the law since, since the day they was born. <laughs> Oh, wow. Good job. Straight in the curve. <laughs> Flatten in the hills. <laughs> much more than two tenths of a second. We know. We know so, much more of it than Char. Much, it we, is yes. Char. And Char says, said Dukes of Hazard. Brad says, oh, the brick comment. Oh, Marcus said Dukes. Good job, Char. And uh, yep. oh, Marcus suggests goop, goop, goop. Uh, Southern Fried Gaming Expo Karaoke. Hmm. Oh, 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 based on this perfor the performance just now. Okay, very good. Yeah. Oh, Oh, uh, yay. Yeah. Uh, of course, the show starred Tom Wopat, uh, Denver Pyle, Catherine Bach, and no one else. Mm -hmm. No one else. That's the only go, actors go. that were on the show. That's right. Tom no Wopat, Denver Pyle, <laughs> Catherine Bach. Mm -hmm. End of the list. Mm -hmm. uh, the theme was mm -hmm. written and recorded mm -hmm. by country music singer Waylon Jennings, who we know at one point was the yes. owner of the actual cocaine bear. The actual bear. Mm -hmm. yes, it was stuffed, he was. and Waylon Jennings yes. purchased it or was given to him as a gift. 
Uh, it was released in mm-hmm, 19, mm-hmm. it was released in August of 1980, not the bear, the song as the second <laughs> single from Jennings album, music man. Uh, the song became a number one hit on the billboard hot country singles chart in 1980. I don't know if you consider that a hit, Brad, mm-hmm. if it's on a hot singles, hot country singles chart where I'm from, that would hot be a country hit. Singles. hot, hot pants. We I'm did, coming. Oh, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm charting. It also reached number 21 on the billboard hot 100. <laughs> wow. <laughs> John's expression is just killing me. I'm, I'm charting. Yeah, I know. That's, I know what you're oh, doing. Yeah. He thinks that's a portmanteau of something, right? He's. I got the arting. All right, so that's probably farting. What's the char part that we'll sing? I'm charting. Right? That's what you would think. There's some kind of euphemism. Uh, There's some euphemism in there. I just figured that's what Billy Joel says in the throes of ecstasy. Yeah. All right. I'm charting? Oh, yeah. I'm charting. I'm charting. Number one. With a bullet. Okay. I think a single Billy Joel pie so just wandered two... into a place to pick up a woman like that. I'm yeah. charting. <laughs> <laughs> so we have two, six, and eight remaining here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's go right in the middle and take six. All right. Number mm-hmm. six. This is a show that is a crime drama that ran for eight okay. seasons on CBS from December of 1980 through May of 1988. Mm. Mm. Crime drama. And here's your audio clue. <laughs> 10 points. <laughs> That's so familiar. You can take the lead, John, with this, this next one here. Oh, I just had a terrible realization that it's my turn. Oh, oh sorry. All right, let's start again. <laughs> No, 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 I picked it and everything. It's just, I was just like, I was just like, oh my goodness, Kat is so screwed. She's never, I'm like, oh, that's me. Okay. (laughs) Oh my goodness, John is so screwed. We got some uh, answers in the uh, chat here. With the years again, 80 to 80 something, 89? 80 to 88. 80 something. This is what I would focus on. All right, it's long running, but CBS, doesn't that already like, CBS crime drama. Yeah, I just, I'll just do the only one I know that I guessed before. Hill Street Blues, that I think was on. Good network. guess. Yeah, oh, it was not that network. That so I think it was on like CBS or something. Yeah. Crap like that. All right, Kat, uh, for five points, here's clue number two. Uh-huh. Probably Which you can steal if you know the oh, answer. Oh, you, you want to steal? steal? Do you know the answer? <laughs> That's funny. Kat is so screwed. <laughs> All right. Uh Here's your clue. Second clue for five points. A private investigator lives in the guest house of a celebrated author of several dozen lurid oh, novels. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Oh, I think John Dang might it. steal if you don't get it. Oh, this is, oh no. See, he's probably going to get it because I'm not. I know it. I definitely know it. <laughs> Wait, private investigator? Mm-hmm. Magnum P.I.? P.I.? That's right. Yep. P.I. That's correct. All right, everybody sing along. Ready? Here we go. Four, three, um, two, what? one. Magnum. P.I. <laughs> Magnum. Got a mustache and a Ferrari, I think, or some kind of small car. All right, that's enough of that. Straightening the curves. Yeah, sing, whatever, sing whatever song you want. Just anything. <laughs> Do you know there was once a Magnum P.I. crossover with Oh yeah. She Wrote? Wow. Louise That's Fletcher cool. was on Magna P.I. with a, a bunch of her lady friends. They mm-hmm. were like at a book club or something. They showed up uh-huh. and yeah. there's a whole dual mystery. It was cool. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, all right, Tom, you got Tom Selleck, John Hillerman, Roger Mosley are the stars of the show. Uh, the original theme music for the mm-hmm. opening credits of the pl- pilot episode was a mid-tempo jazzy piece by Free Baron and Smith through episode 11. So originally it had a different theme. It wasn't oh. only until it was only until episode twelve that they replaced it with this more mm-hmm. up tempo theme typical of a nineteen eighties series written yeah. by okay. everybody say it Mike Post. Mike, Mike Post. Post and Pete Carpenter <laughs> with guitar by Larry Carlton, who we talked about earlier. Uh, again, Post mm. has written a number of award winning themes. Here, here's a bunch of them for you. LA Law, A Team, Hardcastle McCormick, Riptide, Quantum Leap, Stingray, Tales of the Gold Monkey, Wise Guy, Hunter, White Shadow. Wow. Anyway, a longer version of the Post theme was released as a huh. single in 1982 and peaked at number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100. All right, very good. Let's see. Uh, Magnum, we had some guesses here. Yeah, Craig said Magnum. He was with Marcus. Brad said Magnum. Uh. Yeah, Marcus said, oh, he got in quick there with the Magnum. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, it was a Ferrari GTO, <laughs> Craig. Thank you. The, thank you for being. It sounds pedantic. like a euphemism too. Not a GTS. Mm. Thank, thank you for being pedantic, Craig. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Brad says the Englishman's that. shirts were, were too long and Tom's shorts were way too short. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, Hardcastle and McCormick. Was that the other? Was that we trying to remind me about the. Huh, I don't know. Craig guessed that. All right. Okay. All right. What do you got left here? We got. Uh, what was that? We got uh, two and eight available to you, Kat. All right. Two and eight, Kat. What do you want? Okay. Two, Let's take number eight. eight. Two. Number eight. <laughs> oh, thank you. That helps. That's good. <laughs> All right. Number eight right, is a is sitcom eight. that ran for mm-hmm. four seasons on CBS mm. from September mm-hmm. of 1978 through April of 1982. Okay. And here is your uh, two tenths of a second audio clue. <laughs> I recorded this earlier. What's, what's the network again? <laughs> CBS. <laughs> I was stuck CBS in traffic three. earlier and- Mm-hmm. <laughs> honk, I, honk. I, I was staying still at a green light too MCO. long. I love how Will <laughs> your sample. encourages John by, oh, just focus on the years and the TV station. And he yeah. knows not to do that with me. <laughs> so, and, and I got nothing. Oh, I, I didn't mean it that way, but yeah. Oh. All right. No, no, right, it's John. true though. <laughs> John, I'm going to give you a line from the song. I, I, would, I would like a clue. I'm going to give you a line from the song. This is a lyric from <laughs> is the this song. A clue? This is the first, oh. this is clue number two for five points. Oh. You don't, you're not getting it with the tempo. Oh. Five points. Here's a lyric, and I'm going to try not to sing it. Okay. <sighs> That's the most challenging part of this whole thing. <laughs> Baby, if you've ever wondered. WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's right! Baby, if you've ever wondered. Wondered what ever became of me. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, WKRP. Whoa, what was that? He's doing hand gestures and everything. That was, that was gang like signs. YMCA, but not. <laughs> He's in the Cincinnati gang. gang. He's in the Crips, KRP, the Crips. Ho! Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the Les Nesman 7. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, starring Gary Sandy, Tim Reed, Gordon Jubb, Howard Hessman, Lonnie Anderson, Jan Smithers, and on and on and on. It was written, the song itself was written by composer Tom Wells with lyrics by the show's creator, Hugh Wilson. It was sung, however, ah. by Steve Carlisle. When a full-length version of the theme song was released as a single in 1981, it peaked at number 65 on the Billboard Hot 100. This version was produced by the team of Jerry Buckner and Gary Garcia, who had a big hit in 1982 with Pac-Man, Pac-Man Fever. Fever. Right, Buckner and Garcia. I don't know if you guys remember mm-hmm. this My close personal friend, Jerry Buckner. 
But when, uh, if you, do you guys he? remember this? When Carlisle recorded a full-length <laughs> version of the song, he and his producers also made a bunch of customized versions for different radio stations around the country, replacing I'm at WKRP with the call letters of a local of the local station. Huh. Oh, clever. Interesting. I don't remember hearing one local huh. to us, but they put these on, on, on cassettes and sent them to the various radio stations, uh, many of which played them on the air. It was time-consuming, but effective marketing, uh, giving the song a big push. All right. If we only mm-hmm. have one left, right? That's right. And this so, one is going to Cat first. I think I will choose number two. Oh. No, no, it's it's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I got that on the clue. Is that right? I'm pretty oh, sure oh, it's me. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's you, John. So it's what, you got the number two. That was five points for John. You get the misery first. So now I, I earned five points. The score is yeah. now Cat mm-hmm. with 25, John with 20. That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. All, right. All right. Here we go. Coming down to the final thing here. So John, you could see all, all you have to do, Cat, is me not get it. And then you win. <laughs> I was going to say. Or you could sweep it. <laughs> all right. So this is it. <sighs> okay. Yeah, you could steal for five Tell points and tie it. it. And then we're going to have a, a tiebreaker. All right, here is your clue. It's a, mm. it's a sci-fi okay. comedy drama fantasy show. And here is your two-tenths of a second. And by the way, all these genres came from Wikipedia. So I just copied whatever they said. I don't, I don't get network or anything else like that? I just Oh, yeah. You know what? I didn't write that down. Years and... I didn't write that down. I'll tell you oh. what. I'm going to give you the audio clue. If you can't get it from that, I will look it up and stick it in and whatever. And I will boldly pull it out. All right, here we go. Here's your. So we don't know the years. I'll I'll give it to you in a second. Just, just, let's just see for fun. Okay. All right. Okay. Here you go. Here's your your clue. 10 points. Sci-fi, comedy, drama, fantasy. See, I don't have the benefit of the years. I don't have the benefit of the I got a network. lot of editing on. Whenever we do audio shows, I got a lot of editing to do. I'm sure you do. Why yes. do I do this to myself? <laughs> yeah. No one enjoys these episodes. You guys hate these episodes. I hate editing them. <laughs> Why do we bother? All right, John. This is a show. Uh, okay. It ran on ABC for three seasons from 1981 through 1983. Elf. I think it's, that's my only, only possible guess. I don't know the theme song, but I think it's Elf. I'm going to play you the clue again. Now that you have all the information, okay. ABC. Keep playing sure. it. Keep playing it. Think about mm-hmm. what shows were on ABC versus NBC and CBS. I really want oh, John to get this. Oh, okay. I really want John to get this. I'm so <laughs> idiot. It's the greatest American hero. That's right. Look at what's happened to me. Believe it or not, he got it right. Yeah. I can't believe it John, yeah. I was rooting for you because somehow I could tell from the clue. I don't know if I, don't know if I get full credit though. <laughs> well, okay, how about how about you give him five points and then we tie? And then Can we I take ha- I'll, I'll take half points. Yeah, that's what Kat said. And that way we're tied. Yeah, exactly. I was blasting music. So you I'm agreeing really with wanted you. That's wonderful. I really wanted Everybody's you to get that a winner. <laughs> All right. You guys can go back to the comments now. He um, short sheeted me though. No years, no network. I had to pull it out of him. <laughs> I thought you were gonna get it from the test. Not from that. You have um, no idea how bad it sounds in these earbuds. It yeah, just sounds not, like, yeah, rip. yeah. That's what yeah. it sounds like with two, John. You had to pull out the cork on Will to get your clues. Marcus said you were doing Klingon sign language. Yeah, I could believe that. Yeah, instead of yeah, gang um, signs. Yeah. Marcus also guessed Greatest American Hero. Tony, Greatest American Hero. Craig said Mark and Mindy. Shaw mm. and I both said it at the same time. Oh, uh, that's a good oh, guess. Crap. It's got to be Greatest American Hero. Craig later corrected himself. Mm hmm. Um, all right, so there you have it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. What was Mark and Mindy's theme song? I don't remember. Mark and Mindy, he's an <laughs> alien, she's a human. Straight to the curves. 
<laughs> Morgan, Mindy. Someday the mountain might get him, but the law never will. <laughs> Sometimes Orc will get him, but the egg never will. I don't know what and, you said. But, but Mindy never will. All right. <laughs> All right. There and you Eddie go. Eddie Newton wrote it. That's that. All right. So we're, we're tied 25-25. You have a tiebreaker, yes. you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. I do have a tiebreaker. Okay. This is a series. I'm going I'm to do it this way, all right? This series mm-hmm. originally broadcast on NBC from September of 1982 through April of 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do a tiebreaker now that okay. I think about it because well, what do I do? It's like, it, it'd have to be a closest without going over kind of thing. But we have to, that's not what this is. Do we have a, do, whoever whoever did, calls did, it out first. <laughs> did you say genre? Did you say the genre? You said no, yours. I didn't. The genre is action crime. Hmm. Okay. 82 okay. through 80 something you said. Yeah. Now it turns out this, yeah, maybe you guys have a piece of paper. Why don't you just write it down? If you both get it right, okay, it'll still be a tie. If one of you gets it right and the other one doesn't, then okay. I'll, I'll type. I'll type it on my phone. And I'm only going to give you one clue. <laughs> I'm going to give you one audio clue. It's going to be longer than two tenths of a second. Oh, Ooh. okay. Ooh, exciting. Three tenths of a second. <laughs> it's going to be three tenths of a second. Thank you, Kat. That's correct. I'm going to tell you that the theme of this for this show was composed by a person who says. Mm-hmm. That he was inspired, he remembers being inspired by a classical piece of music, which uh, I'll do my best to pronounce mm. it here. March, March, Marche et Cotelge de Bacchus. Uh, you know, I shouldn't even say it that way. I'll just say it this. He remembers oh. he was inspired by a classical piece. <laughs> you just insulted someone in French. <laughs> he was inspired by the opera. All right, I'll do it this way. By the opera Sylvia, written by French composer oh. Leo. Oh, here we go again. Leo Delib, mm. Delib in 1876. Uh, Sylvia was a full-length ballet in two or three acts, first choreographed by Louis. Why am I doing this to myself? Anyway, okay, so you got you got a ballet, an opera, or, or you got, rather, it's a ballet. Why do I keep saying opera? <laughs> it's 1876 ballet. The music from the ballet inspired this theme song. I'm going to play you the part okay. of the oh ballet. You write down uh-huh. what theme song. Oh, is for oh, what an theme NBC, song was inspired by this? Okay. Wow. NBC action, whatever I said, crime, crime. NBC ran for a few seasons. All right, here you go. <laughs> 82 through something or other. Yeah, here okay. you go. This is wild. Okay. I definitely know the theme. Yeah, I've heard this. Um, oh, got uh, it. Okay, John. Got it. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down, writing it down, it down, down now. Okay, okay, okay. I can't believe it took me as long as it took me, quite honestly. Okay. It is written on my phone. Right, I'm not typing on my phone any longer. Here's my phone. I can, a couple of guesses. I can turn it around. I trust you. <laughs> got a couple of guesses in the comments section here. Craig is suggesting someday we need to do a Saturday morning cartoon theme song. Do I get to do only two tenths of a second though, Craig? Mm. That's what I want to know. Well, I hope so. All right. You got an answer, Kat? I got zip. So John may win by default. Nothing. Wait, wait, John, let me, me, okay, let me tell you. Let me play the song again, John. Let me play the classical piece first again, just to remind folks what we're listening to here. All right, John, what is your guess? Yes, Night Rider! No! Uh, 
You know, I was like, God, I know that song. What is it? And without the the the, the bass line, it really mm. threw me at first. And I'm like, I had to sing it to myself a few times. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Inspired gosh. by a ballet. Wow. Yeah. So it was actually opera, composed by Stu, opera ballet, by, by musician yeah. Stu Phillips and series creator Glenn Larson. It's Larson mm. who says he remember he recalls hearing uh, the, the ballet and incorporating that piece of music into it. Larson also said that they used mm-hmm. five or six synthesizers drums and a fender bass to create the sound. All right, there you go. Wow. Neat. In a sudden cool. upset, in a tie, tie break around, John pulled ahead. <laughs> it, it was all worth it. Congratulations. <laughs> so let's see. Thank wow. you. you did awesome, Kat. Marcus, you were crushing really- me at the beginning. I can't believe. <laughs> oh, we got Marcus, was, Brad, yeah. and Tony said A-team. Oh. Craig says you guys are geniuses. Aww. Oh, Marcus says he didn't hear you that guys? at all. The little thing. Yeah, so yeah, it's just that it's just the little horn. You're thing. one of the guys. Yeah, they just co-opted that. They interpolated it. I was very distracted. I was distracted by the ballet. You see, cats a dancer. I can hear it now. Yeah, I was dancing in my head. I can hear it now, but oh my gosh, it's like it's look. That's a great clue. I used that one because it's what we were talked about a couple of weeks ago: interpolation and sampling. Yeah, that it's hard to hear those things sometimes, even when they're. When you presented mm-hmm, it, then maybe, mm-hmm. but you know, had I done it a different way, maybe you wouldn't have, mm-hmm. well, John recognized sure. it. You didn't hear it even still, but anyway. It, that was amazing. <laughs> and by the way, that might be my, right in front of me. among my favorite of the themes. I think I love Greatest American Aww. Hero theme because of the spirit of it and the words. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. the, but mm-hmm. as, yeah. if you talk, as far as instrumentals, mm-hmm. I think Knight Rider may be better for me than even say Miami Vice. There's something about mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Oh. That was we our- sing yeah. it. We could have sung Greatest American Hero. Uh-huh. We, can see Knight Rider. we didn't do any karaoke that was our show he's got a real and, cool car and our show is sung to you every week by uh, or thanks in part to our early adopters like Rick Parker hey, Kat. Kathy Burke hey, Kat. And yep. Karen Flieger. I couldn't really hear you too well because you were facing away. Uh-oh. Just do it one more time. Just towards the mic. I will. Towards no. the, I'm yeah, sorry. I hold the paper out if you have to. Was I glitching? Okay, I want to hear ready. you. I love your voice. Okay, there you go. Oh. <laughs> Our show is sung to you every week. That's what I said before to be funny, but now it doesn't sound funny anymore. Oh, it'll be funny. Thanks yeah. in part. Yep. <laughs> okay. To our online. early adopters. Now I'm going like to talk over you. How do you Rick- like it? <laughs> Interrupting Will. Wow. I just, wow. Wow. Okay. At like, least he doesn't hold a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> like Rick Parker, mm-hmm. Kathy Burke, and Karen Flieger. Yay. And thanks especially to our Secret of Our Success Level Patreon supporters like Tony Great. Mm-hmm. Brad Bowman, Nick Guillory, mm-hmm. uh, John Henderson, Craig Coletta, and sure. Marcus Taylor. There he is. I love how there she's is. trying to mix up how she <laughs> yeah. says them. It's requiring like every bit of concentration. <laughs> Wait, right. did I say that already? <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And hey, it, it, look, we appreciate these are the folks who literally help us pay the bills that, and there's quite a few of them that. Uh, That's right. To publish the show every mm-hmm. month, yeah. 
If you can help us, it would be great. Go to 1980snow.com slash support. There's a bunch of different ways you could just give a dollar or two, just once even, through a coffee mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's links there. But if mm-hmm. you can't, hey, just make a comment, send us an email. I'm at will at 1980snow.com. Kat is at cat at 1980snow.com. And that's all the emails we mm-hmm. have. And, <laughs> or you can make a comment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like this one that I don't have ready, but okay. I'm about to. Make it up. Uh, we heard from a guy named uh, Frank who said his cousin, uh, Bobby, really loves the we show. Heard from, oh, okay. We heard from Eddie Newton. <laughs> Was it, this is Doug R. wrote in. Oh. My roommate, Johnny F., is listening to your show right now. I'm not reading his comment. <laughs> but I do have a comment. In between from the thwaps. Megan McCluskey. I hear laughter. <laughs> I think he's on to something. <laughs> I have a comment from Megan McCluskey who said, I have to tell you the episode about the song sampling was absolutely hands down. Fascinating. I drive a lot for work lately and I swear you guys are what gets me through. And there's always that moment. Yeah. Right. There's more. And there's always that moment when you just all crack up laughing (laughs) (laughs) and I'm usually laughing along and the person next to me on the road thinks I've lost my mind. (laughs) I love that. That's I just right, yes. love that we could do that for her. That is very <laughs> kind. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, so thanks, hey, yeah. Megan. Uh, what is it? Two and 10? 10. 10 and 2. 10 and 2, Megan. Ten eyes two. on the road. Keep your eyes open. All right. Hey, uh. we will uh, get you safely to your destination next time on 1980s <laughs> Now. Until next time. Toodaloo. This podcast is part of the 80s Ruled Network. Visit the 80s Ruled on Facebook for more 1980s awesomeness.